0: Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, more Model Xs start showing up in customers' driveways, rumors persist about a Model S facelift, Autopilot could get a serious upgrade within two years, according to Elon Musk, and much more. Punch it, Chewy! Happy holidays and welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. My name is Ryan McCaffrey. This is episode 22 for the final episode of 2015. It's December 27th, 2015. Uh, I will most likely not have a show next week. I'll be on vacation visiting some family and I'll be back uh, with with fresh sets of episodes every Sunday thereafter, but we'll see. You never know. Maybe if something cool happens during the week, I might get around to sneaking out an episode. In any case... Happy holidays again, everybody. I hope you've had a good one. I wonder, did any of you get Model S's under your tree, as it were? Any Anybody uh, unwrap a, a Model S with a big bow on the windshield? I would love to hear your story. Give a call into the the, uh, the Ride the Lightning hotline if you, if you do. I'll give you the details on that coming up. Uh, on top of that, though, Model X deliveries are now starting to happen all over the United States. Signature reservation holders are starting to get their cars. This is fantastic news. Again, we, I touched on it on last week's show with signatures one and two and some others starting to get out there. Now, more and more around the entire country, just reports coming in from all over the United States of signature cars uh, being delivered with VIN numbers on up into the 400s, I think even 800s. They, they don't, they're definitely not happening in order. They seem to have been maybe batched in some way. So sort of a strange, (laughs) no real rhyme or reason to it that, that we, the public can discern. Tesla obviously has their reasons for, for, uh, building and badging and sequencing and delivering the cars as they did. But, uh, it's just good to see the Model X starting to get out and about. I wonder how long it's going to take for, uh, proper media outlets to get their hands on review cars because with the S that actually happened fairly quickly. I mean, Elon was loaning his car out to, I think it was Motor Trend for their, I don't know if it was their actual review, but they drove it to Vegas from LA uh, to see if they could do it back in the very, you know, the beginning, earliest days of the Model S. So I wonder, you know, with the Model X, the stakes are a little, I mean, they're not, they're just as high, I guess, in, in a different way. And that, you know, the the company isn't quite riding the same way as, as, as it was with the S the, the fact that the, you know, the company was riding on everything on the, on one car, but you know, the, 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 with the X, they need to of course, get them out to customers, get those orders fulfilled, get those, uh, you know, those, the, those, uh, excuse me get those finances on the books. Boy, I just stumbled right there. That was hilarious. But now, yes, yeah, so I do wonder when, when the likes of Motor Trend and Car and Driver and Road and Track will get their hands on Model Xs for a full review. That'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to see what the sort of enthusiast press thinks of the X in the wake of them all being blown away by the S. So again, I mean, I would love to hear about it if you are a listener of this podcast and you are taking delivery of a Model X, if you're a signature reservation holder, I would absolutely love to hear about it. Please do call in and, and share your story. Uh, call in such in the same way that Connor from New York did. He wanted to ask about hydrogen cars. So, Connor, you're on the air. Go ahead. Oh uh, Hey, Ryan, this is Connor from New York. I have a question for you.
1: I know hydrogen cars. I'm le- reading a lot more about them in the mail. Uh, do you think this is going to be a legitimate competitor to electric cars like Tesla's or the bulk. And a follow up question Do you think uh, Tesla would have been as popular as it is if they had one the hydrogen route instead of electric? Uh, just want to hopefully get your thoughts on that. Like, love the show. Uh, love everything you do at IGN. And keep up the good work.
0: Connor, thank you very much for the call. And this is an interesting topic. I mean, hydrogen cars, that's the other. You know, the, the other big alternative fuel, you know, low, em- zero emissions car. I mean, the, the hydrogen cars only emit water. That is their emission. So, you know, it's definitely, it's something that's been thrown around for years. I mean, there was the Honda. Oh, I don't have it in front of me. The CVX, CRX, something like that. Uh, hydrogen vehicle that was tested, that, that was actually leased to people in Los Angeles. I remember reading about it in a... Uh, in one of the aforementioned enthusiast car magazines. And then uh, Toyota's been dabbling in it a little bit with the Mirai. So, but I mean, for me, to answer your first question of will hydrogen-fueled cars be legitimate competition to Tesla, the current answer, and answer for the foreseeable future, is no. Because it's, and the thing is, it's all about infrastructure with hydrogen cars, just as it it is, was and still is with electric cars. I mean, for hydrogen cars to take off, I think, in my opinion, it would require an Elon Musk type figure to champion hydrogen-fueled cars, to to really just to have the the brilliance to fit, to solve its problems, whatever they may be, to build it into a compelling vehicle, and. More so to tackle the infrastructure problem, to build the hydrogen network that nobody has seen fit to try yet. Now that person may exist. That hydrogen that the the, hydro, the Elon Musk of hydrogen fueled cars may be out there and we just haven't been introduced to them yet. But for now, all we have are the you know Honda and Toyota's experiments with hydrogen and, and they've been just that they've been one-off experiments to answer your second question would tesla have had seen have seen the same success had they gone with hydrogen and the answer is maybe but probably not um, electric cars have the benefit of course of everybody has a a pump a gas pump as it were in their garage in their home there are you know plugins literally everywhere i mean most of them are 110 outlets that you'd never want to charge a car on especially a tesla with a big battery but you know there are outlets everywhere Uh, but again yeah you know if if tesla if elon had been a hydrogen guy he probably would have spearheaded the the design and deployment of hydrogen fuel cell infrastructure uh, in order to make it happen But then you have to ask the question about the car itself. Would, you know, the reason, a big reason why the Model S is successful isn't because it's electric. It's because it's an amazing car from the ground up. It's the safest car in the world. It's one of the quickest cars in the world. And those safety and performance benefits are, come directly, directly from the fact that the car is electric. You know, you've got the small electric motor or motors, as the case is mostly now. And as far as the handling and the safety, you've got the battery pan in the floor providing a great benefit to the structural rigidity of the car in, in so far as safety. I mean, that was the Jeffrey Katzenberg accident. You know, I think when Elon talked about that, he cited he he, he talked about how. You know, that was a, the, the big reason why, uh, he, Katzenberg walked away with, you know, a, a broken wrist and some other more minor injuries was because the, the rigidity of the battery pack in the floor was able to distribute a lot of that side impact force that could have killed him if he'd been in an, in an ICE. So, um, you gotta look, you know, with hydrogen, I don't know enough about hydrogen fueled cars. I haven't studied the Mirai and, and that old Honda enough, but, I would have to, you, I don't know, you know, maybe the the uh, sort of the fuel cell could have been located in a, you know, would have been a small thing that would have, you know, not affected the weight distribution in a negative way, the way that uh, ICE cars have it negatively affected. But you definitely, in a hydrogen-fueled car, do not have a battery pan in the floor. So that, that one I think we can pretty definitively say... Would have made the car less good, and and, and I can't imagine. You know, I, you you have to think that the hydrogen car doesn't have the same instant torque response. You know, the, that one hundred percent torque from zero miles per hour that an electric motor has. So I can't imagine that the that Tesla would have been. Uh, of course, they wouldn't have been called Tesla <laughs> if they'd been hydrogen cars. But uh, <laughs> just go with me on this. But in in any way, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Tesla would have been as successful or as popular with hydrogen. But if if that's what Elon's mind had been put to, if that were his passion and if that were what he thought was the way forward and he were leading the charge the way he is with electric cars and Tesla, then yeah, I think think we'd have a successful hydrogen fuel cell car company right now. But it might not quite be as fun performance-wise or as safe as the Model S and now Model XR. So a great call from Connor in New York. Thank you so much for that. Our next one is an anonymous caller, but he is just following up from something I was talking about last week where I was discussing the, how the early, I was discussing rare Model S's and the sort of the various iterations of the car over the, the first few years. And there have now been many, in fact. I was discussing the 40 kilowatt cars that were discontinued very quickly. I mentioned that, that those the, there are a handful of those cars that were uh, delivered as promised before they were discontinued, but that they ended up being 60-kilowatt battery cars, software limited to 40. And so uh, this caller wanted to call in and share his experience with it. So I leave it to you, sir. Go ahead. Hello. Uh,
1: I was just listening to your podcast for the first
0: time and
1: wanted to comment that, yes, indeed, uh, there have been some owners at least, that have upgraded their 40 to 60s. I've sat in one of those cars. Um, The upgrade was actually, I don't know whether it was just that Tesla didn't properly upgrade it or whether uh, there's a hardware difference that uh, uh, the software upgrade wasn't able to overcome. But the uh, charging display still was acting like it was a 40, and so uh, it was displaying that it was way overcharging the car, but it was working fine and was behaving like a 60, other than the fact that the charging display was weird. So, anyway, just uh, since you in your podcast were not sure if anyone had done it, I just wanted to let you know that, yes, indeed, there have been at least a few that have upgraded the 40 to a 60.
0: Bye. That is really interesting. I, I have not, I have not been in a, in an upgraded 40 kilowatt car. So that, that's that problem that you cite with the, the battery showing as overcharged. That must be a unique software bug that obviously Tesla has very, very few cars to deal with that were such that maybe they're not dealing with it. Maybe they're just not devoting any resources to what probably amounts to a few dozen cars, maybe a hundred cars at most. So that that's an interesting thing. I'd never heard that before. Thank you. Although I am still curious if a 40 badge exists for the 40 kilowatt cars or not. Again, I've never seen it here in the Bay Area and I've I've been I've been to the factory. I've been to I mean that but that's that's not uh, I mean that only says I've been exposed to a good number of Model S's, and I am on a daily basis, but it's not to say they're not out there, but I haven't seen it. So I'm still, still curious about that one. If you would like to dial in to the Ride the Lightning hotline, I would strongly encourage you to do so. All you do is call and leave a message. That's all you got to do. It's a toll-free number. You can call it, you can Skype it anytime, day or night. The phone, the number is one 888 989 8752, which spells out T S L A, which just makes it a little easier to remember. That's one 888 989 8752 And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they are special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Please visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more about the service. And I'll be right back with this week's Tesla news. All right, a few interesting stories to close out the Tesla year with here on episode 22 of Ride the Lightning. First up rumors of a model s facelift don't seem to go away Uh, i've been following this thread on the tesla motors club forum there was a post that was apparently deleted there was somebody that was told by a service advisor that it was coming there have been other little little mentions here and there by tesla employees at, at sales you know at stores and service centers but You know, we know that those people mean well, but aren't always super informed. But where would they get that? So this is a rumor that won't go away. So I did want to discuss it for a minute. Uh, You know, at this point, it's difficult to determine if there is or ever was any validity to them. Of course, it's going to happen eventually. And while it would make some sense for Tesla to update the family resemblance to the Model X, in this case, the newer vehicle... The big question is whether or not Tesla has the bandwidth for it. That's what I look at here is do they have the bandwidth for it? Because last we've heard from, I think it was, uh, might've been, might've been JB or might've been Jerome before he departed. But last we heard that the whole company is geared, mostly geared toward the model three and its development right now. And of course A Model S facelift would seemingly mostly, mostly involve uh, Franz von Holzhausen and his Hawthorne design team. And you would think that they especially, him and his team, would especially be all hands on deck with the Model 3 right now, given the fact that it's due to be revealed in March and just its general ongoing development for a car that they're going to try harder than ever to stick to the planned timeline because they're going to have a battery factory up and running in Nevada that they're going to need to have something to put the batteries into. So that's that's where I come from on this, is, you know, could could it happen? Sure. I mean, maybe it's a smaller project than, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's already done and they're just kind of waiting to roll it out. You know, there are a number of ifs, ands, buts, what ifs here. But again, I just have to think that, you know, and a lot of the threads on the forum have suggested. Well, you know, th- there's a couple sides. This, you know, it's a lot of folks think, and it's it's tough to argue with them that, well, you know, in the yes, the Model S has been around for three years now, but in the grand scheme of things, there's only about a hundred thousand cars out there, and in fact, less than that in the United States because a lot of them have gone, of, of course, overseas. So, the, you know, a lot of people in the country, in the United States still haven't even, and Europe, everywhere, a lot of people in the world still haven't even seen a Model S in person. So the current design is still perfectly fresh to them. But I guess at the same point, time goes by regardless of how many people see your car. So there is the notion that, well, yes, maybe it is time for the Model S to have a a refresh, to have a facelift, even if the, uh, uh, there's, there's still plenty of untapped customer potential out there. And, you know, I, when I first saw, I, I was lucky enough to be at the Model X reveal event and I was pretty far back in the crowd when the cars came out. I was pretty far back from the stage. But when I got a, a close up look at the, at the front end, because of course, you know, all the mule pictures either had the front of the car wrapped or had a nose cone on there, like the Model S which clearly, as we know now, was, in fact, a decoy. Uh, so when I first saw the, the X nose cone, or lack thereof, the X front end, the front fascia, I wasn't, I was sort of neither appalled nor thrilled. I was just kind of like, huh, that is different. Now, the more I've looked at it, the more I actually really love it. And, in fact, uh, seeing pictures of Bonnie Norman's white Model X and, uh, in fact, white is what's shown on the Model X page on the Tesla website, I actually really like that front end in white because it's sort of really just, like, it's just very bold when it's in white, whereas with a, like, in Tesla Red, I mean, it looks, I think it looks really good in the blue. Uh, the Tesla Red, it's it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't quite have the same pop that that, that multi-coat red does on the S, but, again, I haven't seen... I haven't really seen them, them out in the sun yet. Uh, I mean, the, the couple cars I did see at the reveal event, it was all at night. So uh, the only car I've seen in daylight is the Founders series car that I ran into that I talked about last week, which was black. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But I, point being, the more I look at pictures and, uh, again, a little bit in person of the X, the more I actually do like that front end. I mean, it's going to look awful, in my humble opinion, with a license plate on it. It is going to just destroy the aesthetics of that front end. I don't know where people are going to choose to mount it. I don't know where Tesla, uh, if there's a, you know, if there's a spot, that they, you know, if there's a mounting bracket, like if they expect you to drill holes into that front fascia, or if there's a spot a little, like, piece that can pop off that you can mount it to, you know, in sort of a cleaner way. But if I were getting a Model X, there is zero chance I would be putting a front plate on it. I would 100% run afoul of the law. I did it in my DeLorean. I never got pulled over Somehow I never got pulled over in that car, which always shocked me. I always thought, even if a, like, because I, there were tons of, I would talk to my fellow DeLorean owners all the time that, Many, many of them got pulled over by the police purely as a curiosity factor, and then they wouldn't even get tickets, but I always thought for sure that I'd get pulled over in my DeLorean, and if if not for curiosity, and they might just take the excuse to give me a fix-a-ticket for the front, and I'd, I, I would have told them, well, they don't make the car anymore. and you know Anyway, um, I'm getting off track, but uh, yeah, I, I really have... I, I really do. The more I see the X front end, the more I like it, and I think something like that, you know, that sort of style, maybe something a little more that comes to a bit of a a sharper point, sort of a more, sort of more sloped, uh, front fascia, I think could look really, really good on the S just, you know, get, getting rid of that nose, that black nose cone could look real good. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do indeed update the car. Um, there's a case to be made either way. I, you know, i got to think that, that Franz and his team are busy with Model 3. I, I would lean towards no, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it happened. You know, So we'll see. Let's, we'll keep our eye on that. Next up, Elon Musk. We talk about him every week, of course, because he is synonymous with Tesla, and he is out there all the time saying interesting things. This week, he was uh, talking to Fortune magazine, saying the Teslas will be capable of fully autonomous driving in about two years. He said, quote, I think we have all the pieces and it's just about refining those pieces, putting them in place and making sure they work across a huge number of environments and then we're done. So he uh, he was he was talking to them recently uh, in, as sort of a follow-up to the George Hots thing that I talked about last week. He said, quote, it's a much easier problem than people think it is, but it's not like George Hotz, a one guy in three months problem. You know, it's more like, thousands of people for two years. Of course, Tesla, we know has been hiring for autopilot based positions and Elon is interviewing a lot of those candidates himself. So it is a high priority for the company. Now, a few things to consider here. I think there are three notes to add to this. because Number one, when Elon says two years, we have to factor in a little bit of Elon time. For as brilliant of a guy as he is, and, and as you know, I, I, I wouldn't, he's, he's great. I mean, I would love to meet him, I would love to interview him, but you know, nobody's perfect, and Elon has not always had the best track record with timelines for things. He gets very optimistic at times. So, you know, you've got to factor that in. Number two, not Elon at all here, but you've got to remember, you've got to think about government regulations. If Tesla comes around and says, Hey, uh, we've got we've got fully autonomous driving ready to go. All we got to do is drop this software update to our entire fleet of Model S's, X's, and Threes. We're all set. We can roll this out right now. You got to figure the U.S. government's gonna be like, whoa, hold on, hold on, Mr. Musk. Let's just let's let's walk that back together. I can't imagine government regulations are going to be easy because nothing in government is these days, unfortunately. I mean, that could take months, if not years. I mean, I hope not. If Elon's got it ready to go in a two, a two-ish years, I hope we can all experience it in that time because, as we know, autonomous driving, when, you know, if we're all commuting, that it, that's going to be safer. That's going to be safer. I mean, I'm very much, I think just about every, a lot of Model S owners uh, and Tesla, let's call them Tesla owners and enthusiasts, they do enjoy driving. I mean, the car is thrilling to drive the Model S and seemingly the X as well. So it's not like we're going to want to give up driving ourselves entirely, but boy, on that commute, which is usually the most stressful part of your drive is a commute to and from work. It would sure be nice to just let the car take you there fully autonomously kick back. Yeah. You're going to be in the driver's seat just in case, but maybe you can just be relaxing, Maybe, you know, I don't know what you'll be legally allowed to do or not do in an autonomous driving situation, but, um, so there's that. And then factor number three is model three on the plus side. You know, I'm mentioning, you know, Elon time and government regulation time, but, uh, on the plus side here, model three could represent a huge piece of the autonomous driving puzzle, right? Cause I mean, this is just me speaking. I have nothing to go on. But I expect autopilot hardware to be standard on every single Model 3, just as it is on the Model S now. Even if, like on Model S, you have to pay to unlock it later if you don't actually order it with the car. And the reason, you know, especially the the 3 will be produced in such higher volume that you would have to think the cost of the hardware will come down. Um, I mean, think about... Think about if people are buying Model Threes, and this is the car for everybody. This is the you know the thirty-five to forty thousand dollar car. If Tesla's selling hundreds of thousands of them a year, that's going to be, you know, inevitably that that sort of um, more mass market customer base will be less. I don't want to call them less informed, but they're they're going to be. Um, They're not quite going to be following every little thing Tesla does the way that I think a lot of Model S and X owners do now. These, you know, we're, we're the, we're the enthusiasts, the early adopters, uh, not, I mean, I'm an enthusiast. (laughs) I wish I were an owner, but, um, you know, we're the ones that are following every little nugget. We, every little firmware update that drops for the car. So think about, let's say, let's say, let's use this as an example. Let's say your mom Maybe your mom is in her 60s, 70s. Let's say your your mom, you know, your mom's heard you, talk, you know talk glowingly about your S or your X or your three, maybe when you get your three. And your mom thinks, oh, that's, you know what, that, you know, she rides in your car and boy, it rides so nice. Your mom decides to get a Model 3. But she doesn't know as much, she's, just, she's not as plugged in, pardon the phrasing, to everything going on with Tesla. She orders her car without autopilot. But then she sees a front page story in the newspaper that, you know, every test that uh, the government approves autonomous driving and boom, every Tesla's got it because the Elon had it ready. You know, the software team had it ready to go. And then your your mom's going to be like, oh, that's amazing. And the car is going to be, you know, that's a feature that's going to get used. She's going to she's going to call and order it. She's going to be like, oh, okay, well, you mean my car has this and all I have to do is pay a little bit to, well, cool, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then the car will just take her wherever she needs to go and that's a lot less stress for your mom. So I think the three represents a, a huge piece of the puzzle here because it's going to be just a lot more data for Tesla that they can that they can accumulate and then accelerate the improvement of the autopilot and autonomous Driving uh, with you know with an with hundreds of thousands of more cars out there a year compared to just the S's and the X's, so I think the three could be a, a significant factor in uh, in Tesla's autonomous driving and auto and full autopilot development. Finally, this week, as I ramble on, <laughs> ramble on, Spotify comes to Tesla's in Europe with a free Spotify premium subscription to boot, by the way. And this is fueling speculation, justifiably so, that U.S. Model S's and Model X's might not be far behind. A software update rolled out, and uh, European Tesla owners now have themselves Spotify with a premium account. Uh, I mean, this is great. Everybody, of course, has a preference. Some people love Spotify. Uh, Some people, I, I, I have no... Beef with Spotify. It's very. It, I love Pandora for because for me, uh, I it's like it's like Ryan Radio. You know, I've got it tuned so well now with my likes and my dislikes, where it, it almost always is bringing up songs I like. Uh, sometimes introducing me to a new song from an artist I do like or a new song from an artist I don't know, and then you know, and I like that. I kind of like the surprise factor of listening to Pandora you know, kind of that radio factor as opposed to the, you know, set playlists where you know exactly what you're going to get of Spotify. There's certainly, you know, some people might, you might just want to know exactly what you're going to be listening to. And some people like me might, might want to just kind of be surprised. So I, you know, a lot of cars have Pandora's, a lot of Fords have been, a lot of different car manufacturers do have Pandora. So it's good to see Spotify get into the European cars, hopefully coming over to the U.S. Teslas soon. But I do hope that Pandora joins it as well. Uh, Now, of course, remember way back, (laughs) way back when the Model S first came out and there was actually a tab in the car's interface called apps for the promised third-party apps. They were going to release a a Tesla software development kit, an SDK for third-party app development. Shame. It's a shame that that never happened. Uh, I can see why, I guess, you know, Tesla just needs to, they just need to focus all their resources that, you know, that I guess they don't have, you know, it's limited resources. You know, you can, if you had third party apps, you'd have to, you'd have to test them all, certify them all to make sure none of them break the car. I mean, it'd be, it's literally, that'd be exactly the same as video games where, you know, you gotta, you gotta test them run them through certification, kick them back to the developers if they don't, you know, if something if they mess up something with the car. So that is a potential whole headache, I guess, that Tesla ultimately decided not to commit resources to. But you never know. Maybe someday, you know, as the company continues to grow. So yeah, some I mean, cause some neat homebrew stuff could have come out of that. Like neat like clock stuff or, you know, who knows what else. But for now, Spotify in Europe. Could be coming here soon, if, uh, if that's any indication. So, good stuff this week. A lot of news. Boy, I rambled on for a long time. That's, I am known to do that. That's <laughs> Somehow I get this podcast done by myself, and I guess that's how. It's because I, I can, I'm trained to just talk endlessly. Anyway, I'll come right back, do a couple of uh, final notes for you, and then I'll get on out of here. All right. I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Hope you have had a wonderful 2015. I've been, I've been very lucky this year. Uh, good health, good stuff at, at the job. Uh, family's good. I hope, I hope you can all say the same. Uh, and I look forward to 2016. 2016 is going to be the year maybe in March, but maybe not if it ends up delayed because, uh, you know, again, Tesla time, but 2016, I'm already excited because that's going to be the year when I get to put a reservation down for Model 3. I've been waiting for Model 3 since before it had a name. Uh, I still, of course, we don't know what it looks like. You know, I've already been waiting for Model 3 since I first became aware of and got into Tesla back in 2009. So in a, in a sense, I've already, because I've known ever since then, I knew that's going to be my next car. You know, at that point, you know, my, my infinity, which I'm actually, interestingly enough, I'm recording in right now. I'm sitting in the passenger seat because I've got my in-laws here and I don't want to be too loud in the house uh, while everybody else is trying to sleep. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, 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 in effect, I've been waiting for Model 3 already for the last uh, six years. Six years, I've already been waiting for this car, and I know it's going to be at least probably two to three more. Hopefully, not more than that. But in 2016, the the my waiting, the waiting will sort of get a little more real. I'm going to put down some money on a signature reservation if I can get one. I sure hope I can. Uh, and the, and the wait will will start to become. Tangible, you know. I'll have a, I'll have a reservation number. It's gonna. I'm really, really looking forward, of course, and of course to the unveil. What's this thing gonna look like? What's it gonna be? Am I gonna love it? I, I really hope I'm gonna love it. Um, but yeah, 2016, I'm really, really excited for. I mean, I would love it if 2016 is a year where I got a Tesla. If I somehow, if somehow a Model S fell into my life or an X, but um, I don't have any plan for that to happen. Uh, but you know, you never know, but in any case, I'm going to, 2016 is going to be a a fun Tesla year. I think, I mean, the X will roll out in mass. Everybody that's on the list now is going to get their car. They're going to sell a lot more on top of that. It's just going to be what a, what a fun year it's going to be in Tesla land in 2016. Um, so follow me on Twitter for all to keep up with everything I'm doing. I'm at DMC underscore Ryan. You can always email me, uh, email the show teslapodcast at gmail.com. That's fairly easy. If you're a video gamer, check out my day job. I'm on IGN.com. We're the world's number one video game website. I'm sort of all over the place there doing all sorts of stuff. I do an Xbox-centric podcast called Unlocked. Uh, I host news videos, uh, preview stuff, review things, you name it, I'm probably I'm probably involved in it in some capacity at some point in time. Uh, what else? Ah, nerdstyles.com. That's a fun little a little side project I launched earlier this year. It's a video game and geek-inspired T-shirt site. It's all I, we've got. Uh, Ten designs up there plus a coffee mug. Would love it if you would take a look. Maybe order something if you like it. We ship anywhere, just about anywhere. You can visit, again, it's nerdstyles.com. And Dave T., my friend Dave T. was kind enough to plug Ride the Lightning in his weekly Tesla newsletter again this week. He is very kind, I appreciate that. I am very happy to plug his uh, newsletter each and every week because it is a great resource. You know, I keep track of everything going on during the week, but he helps me make sure that I haven't missed anything. I never record a show without citing without looking over his newsletter first to make sure I haven't missed anything. You can subscribe to that weekly newsletter for free at teslaweekly.com. And I do remind you, maybe you've just got a Tesla for the holidays or you're just new to the show, but you can listen to this podcast in your Tesla via uh, TuneIn. Go to TuneIn, search for Tesla Podcast, and then uh, follow it so that you can easily access it each and every week, new episodes drop every Sunday, but of course you can download them at your absolute convenience, listen to them anytime you very well please. So again, I really, you know, I've, I've been thinking about launching a Tesla podcast for a little while, took me a little while to sort of get a plan together and actually sit down and do it, launched it back in August, I believe it was. And now I'm 22 episodes in and uh, I'm getting a really nice response from people I just really, really sincerely want to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast, giving it a chance. You know, I know it's just me. Uh, Hopefully I'm entertaining enough and informative enough that you'll stick with me because there's going to be a lot more fun to be had. Uh, So thank you. Thank you to everybody who's who's listened. I I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it because it's, you know, anytime you start a new project, particularly one that you're going to put out there in the public for people to judge and, you know, feel free to comment on, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a scary thing. So I've had a lot of really good feedback, uh, constructive feedback and some positive feedback. So thank you all so much. I really, really appreciate it. So again, happy new year, and I will see you all in 2016. Happy motoring, electric motoring.